This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. I'm Caleb Brown. Amid a global pandemic, there are opportunities to both ease the movement of basic goods that people need during this difficult time and spread goodwill elsewhere around the globe. Cato's Simon Lester discusses the impact of the spreading coronavirus on international trade and the good and bad of the administration response thus far. In a moment when we have essentially a global pandemic of a of an infectious disease, and people need access to uh, basic goods, particularly in uh, countries where uh, trade is is not uh, as robust as we might hope. What are some changes that you recommend immediately that would uh, smooth the movement of goods to uh, the people who need and want them? Well, one obvious place to look is that uh, as part of the Trump administration's trade wars, uh, we've imposed tariffs on medical products, on imports of medical products. And, you know, we, we in the trade policy world argued a lot about that, you know, over the past couple of years, whether that made sense. And us on the free trade side tried to make the case for why these trade restrictions, why these tariffs don't make sense. But I think that today, in the face of this pandemic and with a great need um, for all kinds of, of, of crucial medical products, uh, masks, gloves, goggles, uh, hospital beds, ventilators, it makes a lot of sense to take the the taxes off those products. Um, you know, clearly we're all we're only harming ourselves by by making the, these products more expensive. What happened was we imposed these tariffs on imports for, from China, and China said, "Well, fine, we'll we'll send them somewhere else." Um, so I think that the, the the first thing we can do is stop shooting ourselves in the foot and uh, remove tariffs from on imports of medical products. And, and the Trump administration has, has been reluctant to do that, but they, they have, in, in, the, in the past few days, um, taken off tariffs on a few of the, the most crucial products. But I think they could go further. I think it's time to recognize that regardless of your, your ideology on these matters, uh, you know, tariffs on imports of medical products in the midst of a pandemic don't make a lot of sense. So uh, Peter Navarro, uh, one of the president's trade advisors, uh, has very particular views about um, essentially what trade, what functions trade ought to perform. And uh, he has said that the United States doesn't have allies in a situation like this. What do you make of that comment? I think that uh, the way the Trump administration has behaved on, on trade over the past couple of years we have certainly aggravated a lot of our allies and, and our alliances seem particularly weak. Um, but I, I mean, that's, I think, a, a function of how the Trump administration has acted. I don't think it's anything inherent um, in, in a pandemic. Uh, your Whether you have allies depends on, on how you behave and how you treat, treat other countries. And so I, I think that there are uh, there is room for uh, working together with countries around the world um, to to deal with this problem. I mean, I think it, we're going to see, we're, we're seeing this pandemic go in waves and certain countries affected worse than others. And I think that the ones who are, you know, hurt now and were hurt first, uh, we need to be helping them out. At the same time, as they go through and sort of reach the other side, they're going to have expertise uh, that, that we can then learn from. And I think we have to put a lot of our other differences aside and put our, our trade wars and other conflicts on hold for now 
and, and see if we can, you know, work together. I mean, you, you're seeing, I think, one of the the most uh, disastrous regions is is Iran. And I mean, I understand how the relations with Iran are, are tense and full of conflict, and they have been for decades. Um, but when you when you see mass graves. Um, in Iran, you know, we think, isn't there a way that, that we can put things on hold and, and try to help Iran out? And if it, in, in two months, it's the United States who, who's you know, experiencing what, what Italy and others are experiencing right now, um, well, I would hope that, that others will, will then be in a position to help us when we need it. Uh, there has been a uh, concern expressed by the G7 that the United States would try to, uh, in uh, some sense, monopolize the production of vaccines, that is, sign some sort of exclusive deal with potential producers of a vaccine if and when that occurs. And the G7 seems uh, rather upset about that. There were some reports that that the that Trump and the Trump administration met with a, a German company uh, and was trying to get exclusive access to the vaccine they were working on. I'm still I, I feel like we, we might be overstating what, what happened in that meeting. And I, I want to get the full facts first. Uh, but I do think that's a, a dangerous approach. This is not a situation where um, governments should compete with each other to get exclusive access for, for their citizens. I think rather all governments should should work together to get as many companies as possible producing as many vaccines as possible. There's ways to compensate these people. Um, I think we, we all agree that if, if somebody can produce a, a working vaccine, we want them to do it and we'll give them some money for it. And then at that point, once you've got the vaccine out there, the question is, well, how do you produce and distribute it um, to, to everybody? So I think that yeah, if it's true that the Trump administration or any government is trying to monopolize access on a vaccine, I think that is destructive economic nationalism. That is not the right way to go. Um, so, so I, you know, I, I would be cautious about the, these early reports. But, but if, if to the extent that that's true, and to the extent that that's how governments are thinking about it, I think that is decidedly the wrong approach. Now. Uh... Colin Grabo, who I am not speaking with right now, uh, that is to say at this moment, I'm not speaking. <laughs> You're not. What, what happened? <laughs> we're we're still on good tip? terms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he would, uh, there is uh, concern about the, the Jones Act. The, the Cato Institute has broadly pushed uh, suspension of the Jones Act in, in particular because of its effect on uh, Puerto Rico uh, following a, uh, a crisis there, following uh, uh, hurricanes. And um, so right now, what avenues does the U.S. have to to get goods moving quickly uh, and as cheaply as possible uh, around uh, even among the several states in the United States? What what impacts might that have suspending the Jones Act? Um, I, I think that the, the Jones Act uh, ha has caused problems with shipping goods uh, for for you know a century now. Um, I, I think that it, it's it's not like obviously we buy lots of goods, and so it's not preventing the distribution, but it, it hinders it a bit. And I think that when you get crises like uh, hurricanes or, or pandemics, it reminds you of the importance of, of distributing important goods uh, quickly. Um, and so, you know, obviously the Jones Act is sort of not uh, the, 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 the magic, it's not like waving a magic wand and making, making it so that the goods can get wherever they want to go. But um, at, at this point, we really should be doing everything we can. And if we, if we have policies in place that, that hinder the distribution of life-saving uh, drugs, 
um, let's think about revising all of them. So it's certainly um, an opportunity to uh, think about um, removing the, the Jones Act entirely, or at least waiving it, or you know, sort of getting partial waivers so that um, we we can get life saving life saving medicines to the people who need them. In this moment, uh, when we have a, a pandemic sort of taking root, uh, have has the administration, have members of Congress said anything about easing trade restrictions to uh, get goods moving? There, there, so there have been, as I mentioned the tariffs on China and, you know, so we had uh, tariffs of 10 or 25 percent on five billion dollars of medical imports for, for, from China as a result of the U.S.-China trade wars. And so um, there, there have been some exemptions for uh, you know, products that were considered the, the most crucial um, so, and this came out of the Trump administration, um, you know, sort of acting on its own. So, you know, people are aware of this and, and, and small changes, you know, have been made. I mean, we're, we're still at the early stages. I mean, I, I think that as we go on, uh, you know, we might see other needs and, and deal with them. You know, from what I've seen, most of the the, the big congressional action has been um, supporting incomes of the, the millions of people who are suddenly going to be, uh, you know, without a job. Um, because their industry was disrupted. Um, so I think trade has not been at the center of that discussion. Uh, but you know, I think that it will continue to 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 come up as, as we as we learn where, you know, where where the fault lines are, um, you know, who who's being hurt and and you know, what are the opportunities to ease trade restrictions a bit to to help people out. Simon Lester is a trade policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.